0: saying men should be dangerous by dangerous that implies i should be ready to threaten someone to hurt someone you no know, you should be capable of there's nothing to you everyone. welcome to the dangerous man podcast where we talk about how to become a better man take responsibility for our mission create value for others and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way stay dangerous What's up everybody? Welcome back to The Dangerous Man. This is your host John Castoros joined by co-host Adam Tuft. What is going on this morning John? You know I had the the, while we're getting into the intro here and diving right in I was I had this image in my head of this dude I was googling once like dangerous man and I was like looking for different like what are different quotes or who 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 in the space is kind of like using that coin that right. Yeah, and uh, in that phrase, and there was this dude with a beard and like a suspenders and bo- boots and just like a cowboy hat, and he was just like in the Wild West, kind of sitting in his rocker chair like on the on the porch, and he's just like, I think I may have seen a one dangerous of those man, a dangerous yeah. man, and he just like goes on this little like rant of what a dangerous man is. It's pretty, it's pretty badass. I loved it, but I just felt like there were supposed to be there two things that happened. One like a bunch of like classic bank robbers with like bandanas coming from their mouths down and like. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. old, like Wild West yeah. bank robbers. And then he's just like, pow, 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 two pistols out, and just like, yeah. or, and, or maybe both happens. Maybe at the end of that, actually, this is what we'll do. Then a dude pops out with a banjo on the porch and it's just like, diddle, diddle, diddle. <laughs> and they're just like, and then they yeah. start like breaking into like a yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what's up this morning yeah. is, uh, is, uh, I think that's a life goal of mine. I think I want to put myself in a place where I can. Be on my porch with like a shotgun or two shooter pistols and just like <laughs> shoot some bank robbers and then like, and then, whip, a, out a and then whip out a banjo.
1: <laughs> so, uh,
0: and that would be my yeah. victory anthem is just like, you know, like the devil went down to Georgia kind of a, you know what I mean? Like it's just uh, like the fiddle, like <laughs> just going yeah. nuts. So that's, that's the vibe. But, um, no, that's, if that could be the soundtrack, that might be the, there's something about wild west that, and just like country, that kind of style of music. Country folk bluegrass is just like, I don't know, man. It's it puts you back in in tune with something deeper and yeah. historic, and ah, there's just yeah, so like, many eras of history makes, you, makes you think of like old school America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly uh, the feeling I was trying to convey. So, America, um, America, Hell and yeah, um, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, I want to I want to go back to that kind of a vibe. But, anyways, uh, one thing that I was thinking a lot about. This week, Adam is and I've been having some conversations with some other some other men in my life, and it revolves around the word duty. And I don't think I don't know I I'm gonna say like it's not necessarily like initially the funnest topic that you would think of like when you hear the word duty, but honestly, I think it's one of the most convicting and deeply rooted themes mm-hmm. of being a man. And um, yeah, I was like, wow, you know. I can't believe we haven't really talked about it in this way, but there's a certain like, um, I don't know, I, I have a few stories I want to share and, and some of my reflections on it. But mm-hmm. I would I would offer a little bit of a definition and this is like me shooting from the hip on the definition. And that is to say that I think you could refine other types of ways of explaining duty. But this one just seemed to really make sense to me. And I think it offers, if not the total perspective of duty from this one mm-hmm. definition it offers a it may be a, a glimpse into i think what how this is important for a man so with that yeah. said uh duty um to rise above oneself for a mission uh and then to embrace his purpose to provide value to others um that's kind of the purpose the reason so it's why like, it's something that a, my duty it's something that a man does yeah. It's kind of more of a verb than it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd say it's a it's something that governs a man. Yeah. It it's uh, you know, I think if we're gonna dive into uh like what I don't know, something I was talking about was like what's your why in life? Mm-hmm. And I think that can be an interesting conversation. But like, you know, why do I do certain things? And and I think there's a certain level of self-awareness that comes with. Knowing, understanding my why, what motivates yeah. me, what drives me. And I think that's a really good thing to find out. I think every man should have awareness on that. Uh, and that's not quite where we're going with this today. But I think duty is a slightly different thing where it's like, look, I might not exactly know what I'm trying to do in my life, but but if I have a duty to rise above myself for, for a mission, for other people, to serve other people, in our, the words we like to use, provide value to mm-hmm. others. Um, if I'm embracing something above myself, and my the duty is like the part of like rise above himself, like the duty to, you know, blank, to do things, to do Mm -hmm. something. And so I wanted to kind of break that down a little bit. But, you know, honestly, the word duty never really meant anything to me at all. Um, I used to hear my dad, uh, he would kind of go on, you know, he he was the first one to kind of introduce this to me and model this for me. And I honestly think that's a really powerful thing. It's like, to have a father figure especially your 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 dad you know birth uh your blood dad uh to to model that really well he would always go to work every day and he worked a simple 9 to 5 job but he'd always go to work every day and he whenever he would share about it it would, it would be something along the lines of like you know i it, my role is to provide for you guys provide for the family um so that we can you know, provide financially so that we can have a family so that we can, so that we can, yeah, we can have those relationships. We can have that, that safe place as a child. I don't have to, you know what I mean? As a child, I'm taken care of and I can have an environment that's loving and nurturing and caring for my 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 mother and my father and my siblings. And my dad's role, there's a certain duty to rise above how he feels, what he wants to do. Uh, even just like, you know, whatever that comes and goes and sways feelings and emotions and, and thoughts they they change, but what's unchanging is a man's duty to embrace something greater above himself, a mission. Mm-hmm. And so for my dad, that was that was his family, to rise above himself to go to work every day and to to put excellence into that and to uh to really care about that and to you know what I mean? There was something greater and, and he used to always tell me, he said, John, and I this is one of those things that your dad says, like You know, like, your dad has, like, certain coined phrases that you could, like, you could probably, like, wake up in the middle of the night having a, not a nightmare, but, like, a, like, a, words ringing in your head, like, that's how many times you've heard it, and it it could be, like, we always shut the bathroom, or, like, the toilet lid, otherwise, other, I don't know, fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. (laughs) otherwise, everything goes to shit, and (laughs) then in the middle of the night, you'd just be, like, you'd be, like, at a ballroom dance, like, in your dream, and then all of a sudden, like, you have to shut the toilet lid, otherwise everything goes to shit. And then you start seeing everything go to shit in the dream. You're like,
1: I forgot to close the toilet lid. No!
0: Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> My duty. Oh, no. Oh, um, but that kind of a thing. Anyways, uh-huh. he used to always say, John, the way you think about things is the way you feel about them. The way you think about things determines how you'll feel about them. And at the moment, I was like, whatever, dad, that's just like your phrase. It's important or something. I don't yeah. care. I'm mad. Like, whatever. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll wake up in a cold sweat
0: in my dreams later about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I was like, I obviously was like emotional in the moment. And mm-hmm. that's why he would say it. Because he's mm-hmm. like, the way you, f- you know, think about it determines the way you feel about him. Mm-hmm. And but, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this is a very, this was definitely like an anchor uh, statement, which I don't, that's, I kind of just made that up, but it, like an anchor to. The way my dad thought it was central Mm -hmm. to my dad's mentality on how Mm -hmm. he approached being a man, how he approached his duty, which was it's not just about, you know, how I feel about Mm -hmm. things. But it's but I actually have control to think about things Mm -hmm. and to change my feelings and to align them with my duty and my mission, my purpose and Mm -hmm. to and that would always be to rise above himself to love our to love our family, to love his wife, to love his kids Mm -hmm. and to do what was necessary of him. Uh, and I think that's probably the third bullet of duty—to do what is necessary of him um, for that—to to accomplish that. And so, duty isn't like a a nice, fun feelings kind of word. Mm-hmm. It's this is a grit word. This is yeah. a this is a characteristic that um, it it isn't. It, I don't know. It's just it's it's very anchored. <laughs> in something deeper than I think so much of society likes to just like how I feel, what makes sense, what I love, like what
1: I like, what I want to do. And it's what just I like passionate about. Yeah. And it's just like,
0: yeah, it's just me, 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 me. And duty's like, stop being a fucking bitch, grow some pants, let your balls drop and do the fucking thing you need to do. Do the work mm-hmm. and rise above your damn self and go and do it. Like that's mm-hmm. just, and he'd be like, but, but 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 nope, like that's the duty, like that's what I got to do. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah. And for me, that that message never resonated. I I never liked hearing that. It's not exactly what you want to hear as a kid who's emotional yeah. and wants to go and do the fun thing and you know whatever. Yeah. Not that you can't do fun things in life, but like as a kid, like there's no sense of wanting to grow up in me. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I was a, I was a boy. Yeah. But no doubt, these are themes that I needed to hear and need to hear, especially as a man that I need to embrace and start to live out. I think, I think we will see the transition from boy to man happen most clearly when they embrace their duty. Yeah. Um, and so I want to tell a little bit of my story, but where this really hit home for me was, um, about two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, I, I dropped into a period of time where I was, I was on fire for a mission. I was on fire for a purpose in my life. And, um, I, I was like all in and I, and I ended up really embarrassing myself along the way. I think I really invested a lot of myself, put a lot of my identity on the line with, with this thing. And I was, you know, early 18, or I was like 19, 20 years old. And I, end, I, I ended up, uh, I won't go into details on it just cause it's not exactly something I want to get into right now, but there was this period of time where I was really putting myself out there and, and, and I was sold out for, for a mission and I just remembered in that time that I was, like I said, I was deeply embarrassed by kind of, I was confident, but it was like the wrong thing. And, and that really like, it was like, oh, that was humiliating for me. And so I remember really withdrawing from life, really, I stopped caring about everything because everything I'd put my identity, my purpose into um, was just kind of like it flopped on its face. And, and, and I was like, whoa, I don't think I quite understood what this was. And I, I know it's all rather vague, and my apologies. Maybe I'll go into it another time. But the main takeaway from that is, I, I launched into this period of depression in my life, uh, for probably lasted about a year. And I don't know for those who maybe haven't experienced depression, it's 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 every like kind of bit of energy, any bit of joy or like hope, is just sucked from you, and you're left with very much a like I, I have a hard time getting out of bed. I had no energy throughout the day and I'd have to go to, I'd have to sleep 10, 12, 16 hours a day and I just had no energy. I didn't, you know, I would, in my mind, I was always thinking about things and I was questioning like why I was alive. I was questioning what my purpose was. I was thinking about how I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to have a job. I, I just saw no future in, in having to get up and work every day. I was like, my dad went to work every day and provided for her family. Like that sounds like hell to me. The last thing I want to do is go and work a job I hate because and then my we literally if I didn't like nothing would come into the bank account and our family would flop like that that just sounds like living hell and I just couldn't I couldn't at the time I was working a job that drained me I was doing mm-hmm. junk removal and and it was nothing I I just say i hated it it was draining it was an exhausting physical labor job and I hadn't I wasn't able to find anything that I really truly loved what I had been doing was a lot of mission work and and that's what really like I I think I, the exit leaving that ending that was was such an embarrassing time for me that i i was like man i what i always the only thing i loved it isn't an option anymore and i, I don't I, it's just like there was this whole you know the dark cloud around that and and then these i have to go in and move into the world and grow up and be a man and, and get a job and, and and that was all just like the worst um and you know, really the transition that occurred over, it took about a year, but I think if I could put my finger on, on one thing, it's when I discovered Grant Cardone, uh, who is a, he's a philanthropist, entrepreneur, uh, sales guru, uh, real estate, multi-billionaire. And, um, for me, he was a really insp- inspiring, uh, figure and I actually didn't encounter him through social media. I, I read his book. I read his book, uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average, and even that title, ooh, mm. Be Obsessed or Be Average, and I was like, whoa, I feel pretty average right now at best, um, but this idea of I'd be obsessed at all, like I wouldn't be average, so I was just sucked into this book, but he starts with this story, and I know we've talked about it in other episodes, so I won't I won't get super deep into it, but really the big takeaway is he was in this addiction with drugs. And growing up, he had always told his mom, like, mom, I'm going to, you know, you know." his dad died when he was young and they used to have this great, great house, great property, you know, a lot, good money, like they were, they were well off. And then his dad died and then they went into basically full recession mode and they lived in the city with, you know, cheap apartment and they had nothing. And he was, and that was really tar- hard for him. And, and he would always tell his mom, I'm going to be rich one day. I'm going to go and you know, I'm going to make a difference in the world. I'm going to. I'm going to change lives. I'm going to do something, whatever. And then I think what he describes in the book is that he got into deep into drug addiction and he got into all this mischief and trouble because he was basically running from that deep calling in him to go and do live for something greater, to be something better, to um, to go and, and be rich and to, and to do all these things that he talked about as a kid. And he just felt so – such a – you know, where he was and where – Um, he felt called to go with such a deep cavern between them, such a a distance between those edges of the cliffs Mm -hmm. that he just, it was just such despair and depression for him that he just numbed it with drugs. And I really, as you can imagine, connected with that message because I was in the lowest of lows in my life. And he tells his journey, you know, through starting to put a lot of uh, dedication to his work and to his job and to, he wanted to become the best car salesman, and he put everything into that, and started seeing lots of results over time, mm-hmm. right? Over time, and that ability to take that energy out of drugs and put that energy towards what this deep calling in him to, to work and actually start moving towards that, it it, it 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 his addiction went away overnight, and and it and it happened. There was a whole process to get him to realize that, but when he was really in the thick of it, it was. He's rode that the rest of his career into a lot of success, and um, and his his mantra really became at a certain point. He he built the whole TV show around this: do whatever it takes. And that's not a uh, there's nothing about do whatever it takes that's it might seem kind of like oh it's inspiring and emotional, but like everything about that word is it is a duty. Yeah. Everything about that phrase is a, again like my dad's phrase: the way you think about things, is the way you feel about them. Do whatever it takes. These are like, these are like the statements your dad say, and you're like, whatever, dad. But like, mm-hmm. they're the deep masculine rooted man traits that yeah. go the deepest,
1: and they're duty based. I think like as a boy, when your dad might say some of these things, because you're a boy, you don't understand that he's, and if, because he says these things, he also like lives them. Yeah, right. Um, which I think now being an adult. It's like oh like I actually understand that the reason why you say these things so much is because you live them. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. and I think that that brings so much more meaning to the things that they're saying cuz like Grant Cardone the reason why he says do whatever it takes is because he does whatever it takes. Yeah. And and I imagine he
0: realized that Looking back on his story, when he started to take the the, uh, the you know the posture of do whatever it takes, he saw the transformation occur. Mm-hmm. And it, it, notice it doesn't say, you know, do whatever you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do what you want to do. No, it's like do whatever it takes. It's all about action. It's all about mm-hmm. it's the like you said earlier the verb yeah. of, of duty. It's it's doing whatever it takes. Um, It's, it's determining and choosing your thoughts and Mm -hmm. the ones that don't serve you, you, you get rid of them. It's, it's the, it's this, it's this, I have this power in my hands to take control of my life and my situation and my thoughts and my feelings. And sometimes we need some help with that, to be honest. Sometimes we do need a guide. Sometimes we do need, you know, um, you know, I, I've spent time with a, a good therapist. You know, I've had, I've read books from guys like Grant You know, you need you need somebody to help offer, you know, in the words of John Eldridge, who he -hmm. writes a lot about the masculine heart. He writes a lot about being a man and and what's in our hearts, what's in our us that makes us different. He writes a lot about you needing needing a man, a father figure, a dad, some kind of guide or mentor uh, to offer interpretation, to offer his uh, perspective on what we're experiencing, to help us, you know, help us to set the narrative straight. For us to understand, you know, what's the narrative that I'm understanding from my experiences, you know? And and kind of it's kind of like um, you know, <coughs> like a crew chief in a race race. You think like uh, you know, NASCAR. Yeah. The crew chief is gonna say, he's gonna basically tell him, like, Yep, this guy passed you and and this happened, and you know, it's not the end of the world, and and this is why, and this is how you can get back. And that's and he Oh, okay. Instead of getting discouraged, he's just like, Okay, here's the next plan, like. Here's what that meant, and here's what we're gonna do next. And that's the interpretation I'm referring to. Here's kind of what happened, and here's what happened next. It's their perspective that they have to be able to where we can't always see things. But mm-hmm. anyways, I I wanted to offer that because I think I think that's the the duty. Um, you know. And so, yeah, I guess I was thinking we could spend a couple minutes here just, you know, discussing this a little, Adam, before we wrap. But I, I do want to offer like I think this is why it's on, oh, yeah, this is the end of the story. I knew I had another piece to this. And I was like. So coming back to me, yeah. right, so going through this depression and what was the switch for me? Well, it was the Grant Cardone and, and, you know, really hearing his story of rising from addiction to really he decided to pursue his calling and to embrace the duty to do whatever it takes to get there and do whatever it takes to quit drugs and do it, you know, whatever, applying that to his life. And I think that's what really struck me and stirred within me was this. this there was actually this switch that happened of my whole life, my whole childhood, duty, all those themes meant nothing to me. I kind of hated them. It just seemed like whatever, like that seems boring. But I realized as a young adult, as a 20, 21, 22 year old, uh, I realized that this was what I needed to have some grit. Uh, not for the sake of having grit, but for the sake of like, rising above myself, rising out of this muck, um, moving into purpose, moving into like if I, I define duty to embrace your purpose and to provide value for others. Like I can mm-hmm. move into a posture of providing value to others and and to, you know, what 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 is my calling in life? You know, the we talked a lot about in storytelling that the hero's two callings, two adventures, um, the two paths, right? And we have this calling and there's often a refusal of the call that happens, but at a certain point, and that's what happened for me, there's this calling refusal of the call. And eventually I got to the point where it's like, Nope, like things are so bad. Like I, I have to embrace this calling. I have to take my duty up. I have to go and live above myself. I have to go live Mm -hmm. for something deeper. And I think the actual, what resonates with me in this was in my story that I, I don't know, really I, I remember being on the phone with my friend, uh, Steven and, we were talking and, and I, I was telling him about all this. I was like, dude, like, I just think as a man, it's my duty to like go and find a way to make money and like to provide for my family. Like, it's like, dude, I just, I feel this in my heart. Like I, I see my church. I see the need financially. I see, you know, I I see all these things I care about in the world, the way that, you know, the way the government's going, the way this is going. And I'm like, and wow, like I just, I just think instead of and this is where it switched for me is like man I just I feel like instead of sitting on the couch and playing video games all the time and wanting to just like go and hang out with friends every day and just like you know whatever just go and have fun and and not worry about anything I was like wow like I I feel like in 10 15 20 years I'm going to look back and go whoa I sat around and wasted my life and it did nothing and and I feel like I I'm going to be judged for, for what I did with my time, how Mm -hmm. I used my life. And I know I'm a Christian and I believe that when I, my life finishes, I'm going to be held accountable for what I did. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, like I, I see men that are hustling every day, getting after it. And, and a lot of people are like, good for them. But it's like, dude, like if 10 years later, 10 years from now, I look back at myself and I see that I, was on the couch at a time when I had so much time, disposable time, and so much disposable energy compared to when you're older and when you're, you know, more tied into commitments like Mm -hmm. family or, you know, old age or whatever. And I was like, wow, like I have a duty to use those minutes, these minutes now as a young adult in my 20s to go out and to become the person that I'm called to be so that in 10 years I can look back and say, wow like like the, here. here's the ultimatum that I that, that happened in my mind it's like you can walk into any library in America and you can check out for free the book um what's it called uh what's it oh think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill anybody can go and check that book out mm-hmm. and yet you have all of society who's like not all of society but you have so many people that are just like wow like if you're rich, then you're an asshole. And they're like, man, like, I could never be rich. Like, and and they just, they're like, I'm going to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. And it's like, I'm going to, whatever, Can I play cornhole on a week. I'm going to sleep in on a weekday and do nothing with my life. And this was me when I was that age. And, and I just, I realized I was like, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, like anybody can go and learn these things. Anyone can go turn their life around. Anyone can read a book. Anyone can could decide they're going to grow up, decide they're going to live something bigger. And yet, I wasn't. And yet, people yeah. don't choose that. And yet, people just let it slide. And then they make excuses the rest of their life. And nobody can depend on them. They, they aren't emotionally present for their kids. Mm-hmm. They feel terrible in their health. And they make every excuse and throw under the rug why something in the government is wrong. Yeah. And yet, they haven't taken their damn duty They haven't embraced their calling as a man Mm -hmm. to go and fucking grow up and Uh, to go and actually embrace the greatness, the potential that they've been given. mm
1: -hmm.
0: Every roller coaster, you go up the roller coaster, and it's the potential energy growing, as science determines it. Potential energy rises and rises, and you get to a point where you hit a peak and there's kinetic energy when it's that's the motion of the roller coaster going down. And I think some people are so discouraged to even start the climb. But like the amount of potential that we have is infinite. And mm-hmm. and I believe we've been created for a mission, for a purpose. And we, we there's people we're called to go and serve and love and care for. Family, community, whatever. Country, whatever skill. And the duty piece is 100% related to that. Um, it's It's not what my purpose is, but it's. I have a duty and responsibility to go and mm-hmm. to do and to embrace. That is the yeah. duty piece. And and that's when I I told my I, my friend Steve on the phone this and he was like, "Wow. It sounds like it sounds like God has really given you a heart for duty and responsibility." And and I was like I was like, "And I agreed, but I was also like, "Yes, but this is for everybody. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of like when is it going to click for you?" Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you can I mean the th- hard thing about duty is like you're like my dad you can say that my whole life to me. But it wasn't him that unlocked that in my heart. Yeah. It was something in my story that all of a sudden I realized, oh, my gosh, I want to live for something more. And in fact, I'm responsible and I have a duty to do it.
1: Yeah. And there might be, like, a bunch of guys that are like, yeah, duty, like, this is really important. But then, like, even how we've defined it, like, rise above above yourself for a mission and embrace your purpose there's some people who are like, "Yeah, I want really want to like embrace my duty, but I just I don't know what my mission is, I don't know what my purpose is." Um yeah. And I think for that it's kind of about you know doing whatever it takes to find that. Mm. Um so your Absolutely. Your your duty could actually just be your mission is to find a mission and your purpose is to find a purpose. Yeah. Um and to like flush that out properly, so then you actually have in your mind what you're going for, um, and to know your motivations behind it, so then you can kind of know the direction that you're going in with your duty. So it's not just like, oh, this is my mission, I guess, and then, but it's not like really, um, but yeah. So I I definitely encourage. Um, I mean, this is even an I'd encouragement say- to myself of of yeah. being able to um, have hope and uh, to know that even if we feel like at times that we don't really have much of a mission or a purpose, that we will find that mission and purpose. And I believe yeah. that it will actually be r- revealed to us. Um,
0: yes. So, yes. yeah. I mean, I think it's good to think about, mm-hmm. about it this way of, you know, at, like you could be where I was, Sleeping all day because I just I couldn't bear to get out of bed because I was just miserable and depressed and despairing, mm-hmm. and I didn't believe that there was there was hope for me. I didn't believe there was a mission for me. I didn't believe I had a purpose or a mission. I, I just I believe my worth was my life was worth nothing, and there was nothing that ever would good that would come for me, or that it was too hard and too much energy. And for me, Grant 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 Cardone his story woke me up to that that was that was not the case. Mm -hmm. Because if I could relate to him and his story of addiction and how, and at the same, we were about the same age when he made that shift. I realized that I could do it. Yeah. And I think some, a nuance I want to add to duty is like, like, let me, I just want to say like, you'll find the purpose and the mission along the way. But the duty I think is, is a little broader than that. And, and let me put it this way. This is kind of how I can get a Like, what's my duty? here's a pulse check. Do you want to be a great father for a family? Do you want to have a family, get married and be a father? It's like, I say to me, I go, yeah. It's like, okay, well, what does that look like? Um, well, I got to be a strong leader. I got to be capable man. I got to be able to financially take care of them. I have to, you know, I want to be able to love them and be present and play with them and have energy. Mm -hmm. I want to, I don't want to be fat and have a beer belly and, you know, have a dad bod, I want to be strong and I want to be an inspiration. I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to, you know, run marathons and do, do really cool adventures. And I want to go into the wilderness with them and teach Mm -hmm. them how to backpack and canoe. And like, I don't, I want to be able to do, lift all the stuff and not be a slob. You know, I want to, whatever. I want to be, I want to be like charismatic and and loving and caring enough. So I can actually attract a a good wife and not just be a slob. So it's like, well, that's your duty right there. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a duty and responsibility to pursue and become those things. And so what do I got to do? Okay, start doing those things. That is duty. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's different than purpose or, or mission because maybe my ultimate purpose or I'm not as motivated by the idea of like having a family or, or whatever, but it's like, but I have a duty to those people. I have a duty to be that man so I can help support and care financially all the things I listed. Mm-hmm. And so I have to do whatever it takes and I have to start taking control of that. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a good pulse check on duty is what has to get done. Who do I need to be and what actions are required of that person? Okay. I have a duty and responsibility to do that and not to slack it or just to let it, somebody else do it. It's actually on me. Yeah. And so I love, I, yeah, I mean, so, um, really at what I'm saying and, and, um, you know what would it look like guys if if every every man every boy you know what would it look like if we decided to make that shift yeah from being a boy to being a man from being in the muck from being in despair from being in mediocre average meh what if we made the choice to embrace our duties to become the men that we're called to be that we need to be that others need us to be what would that look like? What would our lives look like? What would our financial, you know, bank accounts look like? What would what would our relationships start, start to become and transform into? How would people start talking about me in my life? How would people shake my hand to look at me differently if I did that? You know, what would people say differently about my funeral if I made that shift versus if I didn't? And what would you want them to? How would you want them to look at you, shake your hand? How what would you want them to say at your funeral? How would you want your wife or your kids to describe you when they become adult adults or older, you know? And what would that look like for our communities? If you just imagine like your inner circle of, you know, three, four, five friends all made this shift over the next, you know, month, two months, a year, what would, what would your circles look like? If you just had a bunch of men living with, with purpose, embracing their duty and starting to just become something more like, what would, what would our, what would our, 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 you know, communities look like our, our city, our state, our country, even if imagine all of the men that you come in contact with, imagine them making this shift, this choice, what would, what would really would it look like if we had a bunch of men living and fulfilling their duty and living with a sense of duty and
1: purpose. Yeah. And it starts with just having that one decision to take on that duty. Yeah, absolutely. Share the show. If, if you want to help other men
0: embrace danger and become truly great. You've been listening to The Dangerous Man. Join us next time. Until then, claim your greatness and stay dangerous.